right. We would just be rich, you know, in our separate islands that we owned across the yeah. world and <laughs> with our decked out Mac Pros from each right. year. But <laughs> 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 I'd be like, I wonder what happened to my cousin Kevin that I, I grew up with. And you'd be like, hmm, yeah, I wonder what happened with my cousin Michael. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, that beer. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, welcome to another episode of are you ready for another it's the ongoing conversation about life beer and what lies ahead i'm michael moyer and i'm kevin murphy who okay so that first beer that i'm starting tonight <clears throat> it is a bear bottle tangberry typhoon um it's a sour and tangberry typhoon is probably exactly how i describe this beer yeah <laughs> i think if a five-year-old grabbed this from the refrigerator and drank it they would think it was some like juice box right sour <laughs> or something it is it, it's like um oh uh, it wasn't high c oh it's the kool-aid man who is the kool-aid man's uh was it that high c that the kool-aid man was for or no, yeah. duh, no, it was Kool-Aid. <laughs> no, yeah. it's like if you found, I don't know if you remember this, but remember you could get the Kool-Aid concentrate like in a can and okay. it was like a giant uh-huh. can and mm-hmm. it didn't come in a bottle that had an easy roll off top. Um, and I'm probably remembering the brand wrong, but um, but that's kind of what it reminds me of, you know, like because when you made your own Kool-Aid, you know, you would water it down. You know, it's water with right. the sugar packets and stuff. Right. But yeah. But like when you yeah. got it out of the can, this like massive like liter can, it, like <laughs> the oh, only way to yeah. open it was to have uh-huh. an actual, bo- you know, can opener to, to right. get it. You know? Right. I always felt like that was that was the stuff that you were, like really wanted because it was just yeah. like, pure. <laughs> pure white sugar snow yeah yeah and, and this is what this kind of reminds me of is this is okay it's good but man i was not um expecting that flavor explosion in my mouth right. but, uh, <laughs> uh what's your first beer so my first beer tonight it's founders centennial ipa um and it has a unique kind of finish to it mm-hmm. um I'll need to kind of take a few more drinks to kind of better describe it, but uh, I think this might be new from Founders. I don't ever remember seeing this before, and it was right beside my uh, my old favorite All Day IPA. So yeah. mm, nice. So, what would you say since you know we're using this crushability scale now? Hmm. What would you say yours is on the crushability index? So. If it was any more sour, I'd put it lower on the crushability index. Uh-huh. And I, I think, just to remind listeners, um, Land Grant has a crushability uh, score. And, uh, of course, I had an epiphany as I was re-listening to our last episode. Of course, it's out of six, because that's a six-pack, right? Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so that's why they yeah. chose six, because I was like, that's so annoying. That's even more annoying than five, you know, how I, yeah. <laughs> I wanted always four. So I, I, can, I can get behind a six pack score. You know, okay. Out of yeah. Six. Yeah. Um, but like I was going to say, if this was any more sour, it'd probably be a two, but it, okay. it, it, it's so not sour. You know, it is like Kool-Aid that just has a little sour bite. At right. the end. <laughs> so I'm, pro- I think I'm going to give it, I think I'm going to give it a five, a, a five out of six a for f- crushability. Yeah. With an asterisk that it has to be really hot outside. Okay. Okay. 
Um, so perfect, like laying beside the pool type of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, crushable beer. Yeah, you you would definitely need to like sours to do that. But if you do like me, yeah, you could just be like gulp, gulp, gulp. Right. <laughs> so what about yours? So mine. So it's kind of high on the ABV. It's seven point two. Um, I don't really see myself wanting to drink more than like maybe three of these. Yeah. So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give it a three, three out of six in the crushability index. Uh. <clears throat> it's it's good, but it's no all day IPA. <laughs> <laughs> Very few cans are all day IPA. I know uh, that um, would definitely be you know a <laughs> ten out of six crushability. Um, I I think I sent you a photo of this, but um, my there's a local. Uh, grocery or grocer that I go to it's just a it's just a small grocery and they I'm sure you could get it other places but uh-huh. Uh-huh. they they've been having these brats lately and the brats are beer brats you know and I don't okay. know if you've ever made beer brats before no I've never actually like yeah it, it's pretty simple whatever. I mean there's lots of different ways but like the main method is you have some type of pan right and that's okay. where you actually will pour out whatever beer you want and then right. the brats cook inside that beer on the okay. grill or in the stove right. or something like that. So you don't so you know you, you can do it different ways like if if people really love that charred skin you could still cook them after if they've been cooking in the the beer for a while and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But anyways, these um uh, the this this grocer has like a you know six pack of brats but okay. they they've been paired with Ohio beers. So I've been trying ah. different beers, and I think I sent you a photo of this, but but one of them was the all day IPA. Oh, nice! Um, and and so it's like, and it, it's a new item for for this grocery, and it's called uh, Siemens. is called the, the the grocery and stuff, but but I don't know. I I've done it twice. I think I would need to uh, compare two brats yeah. of two different yeah. kinds. They're really good brats, but I I don't know if I'm like, oh yeah, that all day IPA is really <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> enhancing the flavor profile. Yeah, of this, this yeah. here and stuff, but. But um, right. I'll I'll share that that picture just to, to let listeners uh, see what we're talking about and stuff. Nice. I'd always like to get into that with. I would always like to aspire to that. I guess you know people that cook uh-huh. with wine or like you know like oh yeah we just had, it needs a little wine here. Like, right, <laughs> right. I wish my palate was refined enough that I'd be I, like you know what you know what this <laughs> needs right now. You know, other than salt or A1 yeah. steak sauce yeah. is some wine, you know, just a little right. bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you get really good, you can actually, like, make the, the sauces yourself and you're not just, like, pouring it out of a, you mm-hmm. know, a bottle or something. Oh, yeah, exactly. Be like, ah, oh, you know, this needs a little a little <laughs> demi, demi-glaze. Let me whip that up right now, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever do any grilling out with you, and Melissa, at the house? You know what? Not very often. And when we do grill out, it's like you know, hot dogs, brats. Yeah. You know, it's nothing. It's nothing uh, fancy by any means. Yeah. We we don't do it enough. I, I, I my brother had a massive grill that he wanted to get rid of because you know he was moving and had to buy a new one, and so he gave me his old one. 
Mm-hmm. And I literally use like an eighth of it, <laughs> you know, because it's just Katie and I. Yeah, um, yeah. But if I wanted to have twenty four hamburgers and you know thirty hot dogs <laughs> on the top rack, I could. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, one thing we I found I, I've done two things that I've experimented with um, that always seem to work out really well. The first is mm-hmm. kebabs. You know, okay. you just get some onions, tomatoes, you know, some type of meat chicken right. or steak or something um right and then i will just it most of the time katie won't want any of it you know she's uh doesn't eat meat but like she won't necessarily replace that with something so it's not like she puts tofu or something on it she'll, she'll okay um just be like no i don't want anything or sometimes she might be like hey give me a um sheets fish though so she'll be like uh you know get me some fish and i'll just have some fish on it or maybe right. um, uh-huh. something else uh, you know like that but it's super simple and it's just like i don't know it's just it's one of those things that cooking on the grill makes it so much better than if you just cooked it on the stovetop or something oh, you know yeah. the vegetables yeah. and everything and the other thing that i've done i haven't done this as much but it, it, it is also pretty good is making pizzas on the grill okay um and the, it that is a little more difficult to get right just because you know it can get really crispy and yeah. sometimes that's good you know for the pizza uh-huh. and stuff but i i've experimented making my own dough um you know just using pre-bought dough uh, right pre-bought pizza crust and stuff but i i would say um try that out the pizza thing because it's kind of fun um okay yeah but definitely try it with small pizzas just because you know you might mess it up and stuff right now do you have do you have like a a like a plate or anything you have to put down like do you put it right on the grates or do you put it yep, on put like it, a yep put it right on okay yeah okay yeah because i know they make um like the skillets yeah you know yeah. like where you sit the skillet on top of the yeah you know on top of the grates mm-hmm. for now now obviously in when i actually have that skillet too that you can use it <laughs> listener if you're going to try and make your own pizza don't knead your own dough and then immediately put it on the grill because you know it'll just melt through yeah <laughs> <laughs> you either need to pre-bake it to get it a little <laughs> firmer or something but <laughs> the only reason i i, can... I say that is because i i know someone that did that once and like they did that in their oven and um they were like it said put it directly on you know the the whatever the oven rack or yeah it said directly on the oven rack and it's Uh like well uh you know that's for a kind of a frozen pizza not right one that you just made (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's like dripping down through the grates But one thing that I've learned from my dad with those like massive grills like you were talking about Mm -hmm. that can do like 24 hamburgers is just because you have 30 burners doesn't mean you need to use 30 burners, especially if you're just use if you're just, you know, cooking a few things. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's always said, you know, just like if if it's just like a few you know, hot dogs or hamburgers for for the two of you. You only really need like two burners yep. going. Yep. You, you know, you don't need yeah. you don't need all of them going. You know, at once yeah. you're gonna get your <laughs> grill way too hot. Yeah, I don't think I've had all my burners on. Um, oh no, I take that back. I did cook out once. We had a party and okay. I made like shrimp and lots of different stuff. Right. And so I think that was right. the only time that I had all six burners on <laughs> but um <clears throat> all right so uh, did you watch the apple keynote or did you see the updates that they announced 
I saw a few of the updates. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually watch the keynote, but I, I did hear about some of the yeah the uh, updates coming to iOS yeah. and App Store and etc. So let's rewind for a second. Let's give some kind of background. Um, growing up, um, you know, at least on my side of the family, we always had computers, you know, as far back as I remember with Commodore 64 and you know, all this type of stuff. Adam was always into programming, et cetera. And that obviously led into, in the 90s, we would have um, Windows machines, or specifically just DOS machines, you know, um, before Windows. I I remember thinking Windows was shitty, not because I was an Apple person, but because Uh we were all DOS all the way, right? (laughs) And and DOS, for people that don't don't know, was a Microsoft product. It still is, but like... um, DOS was the first operating system that Microsoft did, but then Windows came uh-huh. out after the Macintosh, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. blah. Right, right. And I remember um, at some point in the 90s, we, we got Windows, right? It was probably Windows 95 or Windows 311. I can't remember, but it was it was uh-huh. around around that time. And so we were... We were uh, Oh, that's just what a computer was at that point, right? You 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 got uh, HP pre-built machine. You went to Best Buy, bought this, you know... Aspire thing, whatever, but that it all ran Windows. Right, right. And I was always aware of Macs as a thing. Um, our school growing up, my my uh, kindergarten through sixth grade school had Apple IIs. You know, we could do programming, but uh-huh. it was literally like, uh-huh. you know, a black screen with green text. So, so to me, it was this archaic thing. And Apple was always, um, you know, it was like a dying company, right? Like, it, it was like... Oh, I, I knew of people using it in high school. Uh, Mrs. Caulfield wanted to get uh, some Power Mac for, you know, doing design stuff. And we tried to do a fundraiser to, to, to get it. And I don't even remember if we did or not. And and, it, and so we, we got it. And it was always just so weird to me because, like, it just felt different, you know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And then fast forward to um, college when my, my program, Graphic Design, it was all Mac based. And so that's when I was like, Oh, I need to get into the Mac world. And then pretty much since 2003, I've been, um, an Apple Macintosh user for my uh-huh. machine. Yeah. And I think that was probably around the time when you started feeling the same way. Right. Cause like, I remember bringing my power book over and you know, um, like yeah. what was your yeah. first, um, so experience my, with Mac? So my first, um, my first memory of Mac is you were in, you were in college and it was definitely there was always this kind of sense that if you're in the art or music field Macs are just superior because they just they're they're better machines to work on and I remember um, I think it was probably the only time I was ever in like one of your classrooms in college but it was your computer lab in the art building at OU. And I remember it was just all of the, the IMAX. I forget what, what generation was that with the, with the round base and the movable screen. Those were the IMAX G fours, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, because the, I, I had the G five, which was the, the yeah. one that replaced which, that to this day. I still think is like one of the coolest, industrial design things ever and i'll uh-huh. share the link to it because yeah like kevin said that was a round base but the monitor was like a 15 inch monitor or something it right. sat on the top and you could move it and it was almost like this futuristic 
alien thing. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and especially go- like during that time when, you know, there was still very much, you know, giant CRT monitors mm-hmm. in existence. To walk into a, a computer lab like that, you're you were just like impressed. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just like, wow, like this is the future right here. Um, and so I remember that being probably my first memory. I do remember because Craig had like an early um, what was it? Power was it a power book? Yeah, he he had. Um, it was an iBook that Craig had. An iBook. Okay. So I remember, so I, so those are kind of my two first memories of, of Apple existing kind of as a product. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course I, I do remember like the, the wildly successful marketing campaign with the, the colored iMacs that mm-hmm. came out. And I think that's kind of when, you know, like they, you know, I kind of realized that, well, maybe, you know, there is something better mm-hmm. out there than just you know, the Windows machine. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I remember, you know, telling my parents, I'm like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to need to invest in one of these machines for my program and stuff. Um, and, you know, it's not going to be cheap. I think it was $1,800 or uh-huh. something. Uh-huh. And my mom, I just remember her, I, I can't, we were in the car and she's like, are, are, don't Macintoshes suck or something like that she was just like like in my mom's lexicon of knowledge of computers and she (laughs) you know no offense against her she doesn't really know anything about computers she Uh had heard through news sources whatever but apple as a company was like you know crappy or whatever right Um, right. which is you know funny to think now that you know in the mid 90s mid to late 90s they were on the verge of closing their doors and now they're the largest company in the world, right? Like it's it's just, yeah, it's a it's a wild ride. But I right. I, I remember, and, and to bring it back into like where I think we're gonna go with what their new announcements is, I remember when right around two thousand four, two thousand five. I can't remember, but that's when the Easton Apple Store opened, and like we had mentioned in previous episodes, mm-hmm. we would go up to Guitar Center and just hang out. Right. Or we would go right. to just Best Buy and hang out and look at all the stuff that we would want. And then the Apple Store kind of became that thing. We we would look at all the machines that we couldn't afford. Yeah. <laughs> and do you remember specking yeah. out the um, Power Max and seeing how expensive we could make them? Like, Oh, yeah. And be like, oh, oh yeah. if I won the lottery, oh, yeah, I'd get the, the, the Power Mac decked out. You know, it's $24,000. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I remember I remember being at the Apple store. And so so the Apple store has uh, moved since the original version opened up at Easton. So this this was like the original location that we were at. And I remember, I forget, there was some machine that just came out and it had to have been, I was already playing well at the time. So it was like, I don't know, maybe the latest iMac or something like that. And like, I think you had said to like one of the guys like that was working there that you're like, you should, you, you should install wow on the machines. <laughs> and the guy was just like, I know, man, I, like he, he like got it, you know, he was just like, yeah, I know. Like, I want to see how they run as well, you know? <laughs> and it's funny because wow, isn't in of itself like a super graphical benchmark, right? 
Um, there's much more impressive games like Crisis for people to be like, oh, I've decked out this PC. Right. Uh-huh. But WoW is just this thing that it literally ran on the crappiest machines uh-huh. you know uh-huh. it, like it was so well optimized like and so but then if you did have a machine that you could deck out it, it just added so much stuff that you never saw before you're like oh my god yeah. i could see for miles it, i know <laughs> <laughs> and you know what i i played the crap out of it and i never had a problem mm-hmm. you know like yeah. my machine ran it perfect and yeah. there was plenty of people that i played with that would be like Oh, hold on. I got to restart my computer because, <laughs> you know, whatever's happening. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but man, yeah, I just remember, yeah, always decking out stuff, you know, going in, finding the most powerful machine and being like, I would never need this type of power. Right. You know? Right. And um, which is funny because over the years I've in it. It's probably a little me, my taste changing, but also I think Apple's changing too, you know, uh-huh. um, yeah. as I don't do that as much anymore. Um, I've started to think more and more into like getting, building a p- gaming PC, you know, okay. just for gaming. Uh-huh. And I've done that every now and then for the past, probably off and on for the past 10 years. And it's right. funny because every time I build something, I'm like, you know what? I should just, y- you can get something just to get your foot in the door for 500 bucks. Right. right. Yeah. And then I'm like, what? Well, to give people some context that have no concept of a gaming PC. So everyone's aware of a Nintendo, a Sony PlayStation, et cetera. These, these are dedicated consoles, right? That you buy it, it works. Um, you put in the game, it'll work. You know, oh, this is a Sony PlayStation game. It'll definitely work in this type thing. Well, on the Windows side and PC gaming side, it's kind of the Wild West. Um, you can build something that will just blow any console away, graphics, etc. Um, WoW's a good example, you know, like where if I had a crappy machine, I only saw 20 feet in front of me. But if I had a honking machine, I'd see miles in front, you know, all that type of stuff. Right. And Uh so a lot of people get into PC gaming because they want to get the best possible experience they can. Um, They want 120 frames per second. They want, uh, you know, anti, uh, I can't say the word, but, you know, they want all this stuff. And it, it, it became a thing where every time I'd be like, oh, man, I, it would be really awesome to see that game in 4K and running at 120 frames yeah. per second and doing all this stuff. Right. And every time I would start to go down that path, I would start be like, just do $500. I'm sure it runs a lot better than the Xbox does. And it probably does, that $500 machine. Uh-huh. But then uh-huh. I'm like, well, if I'm going to spend $500, why don't I just spend 1000 and get like a really cool machine? And then yeah. I'm already up. To, <laughs> then I keep doing that, right? I can, and then I'm up to 2000 And I'm like, am I really wanting to spend $2,000 on yeah. a gaming PC that I don't use Windows? And I, I, I had to use it for work for years, and I just don't like it. So it would literally uh-huh. only be used for gaming. Right. And I'm like, Ugh, you know, <laughs> I already have an Xbox that I only play like once or twice a year for one uh-huh. or two games. I already have a PlayStation right. that I only play once or twice a year. And I guarantee I would not switch to PC game and be like, yep, all my games are here now, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Because like maybe if I was into something like WoW or World of Warcraft, I could it could make sense, you know? Like I, I just want the absolute best possible experience I want. Yeah. <laughs> 400 frames per second. I want all the things maxed out. And they're like, you know, 
I don't know. Like, right. have you ever thought about getting into that stuff, or what, what do you, what do you think? Oh, oh yeah. Like, I definitely, and I actually got re- pretty serious about it. Like, like specking out like everything that I wanted to get. You know, like, oh, I would get this motherboard, and I would get this graphics card, and and uh, you know, because I I wanted to actually build it. You know, like mm-hmm. I I have never done that before. Like completely build a pc from from just all the components and so i i like specced out all this stuff and and i think it was i think it was like two thousand or or twenty five hundred dollars like for (laughs) for all of this stuff um but you know i never went i never went through with it because again it was like you know i wasn't (laughs) i wasn't gaming to really to begin with it was kind of this like hope that i would have this epic (laughs) epic machine that could run like anything and then i would be like oh yeah yeah look i can you know run the tomb raider at a solid 60 (laughs) frames a second in 4k you know (laughs) now i and like i know i know some people like think they're um uh, like the RGB stuff with the with the uh, PCs is you know that there's probably varying opinions on it, um, but I don't know. Like I just I think some some of them just look really freaking cool. Like you know it's like glass sidewalls on the the PC PC case and yeah. it's all like lit up inside <laughs> and you know it's. I don't know. Well, and that's my problem that whenever I look is I have never been into seeing that type of stuff. So it, it'd be hard for me to find a, a, a PC gaming case that I uh-huh. would like. I would yeah. like something kind of nondescript or something super clean and simple, you know? Or, right, right. And it's just like, that's just not that world, right? It, it's kind of, it's it's a little gaudy, you know? There, there, yeah, there's, yeah. I want the, like, Italian designer that, like, wants, you know, something in, to be, like, as simple as possible, you know, like, to do something. In, uh-huh, uh-huh. And it, it would always come down to that, and I'd be like, well, that case doesn't work, and then I'd be like, well, I like that case, but it's too small for actually having the full-size parts, you know, right, and then I'm like, right. well, I also don't want a case that is like four feet tall. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it, it was just all always back and forth and everything. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, um, back when I used to be a Windows person, I would build my own um, computers. And, you know, there was something to be said that if a part broke or something did this and something did this, I was like, oh, I can replace that. I can uh-huh. swap that out. I could do that and everything. But one of the revelations I had with, with switching to Macintosh was the number of times I had to do that greatly decreased, you know, where it was just mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't have to install these drivers. Right. Um, I don't have to go to the NVIDIA site and be like, oh, wait that driver messed up my machine because I had this motherboard and I had this motherboard. Uh-huh. And I know uh-huh. PC builders, um, game builders, if they hear this, will complain that that doesn't happen. But it still happens. I, I still follow all of the PC Master Race uh, subreddits, all this stuff and everything, and constantly there are people building their machines with questions like that. Yeah. Uh, like, hey, I uh-huh. ran into, t- when I was playing... Um, the latest Tomb Raider, I keep getting this error that pops up and they're like, oh, yep, that's because you got to change this setting on your thing. And and it's just like, ugh. 
Like that's kind of yeah. why I, I backed away and went like full console because like I don't worry about that. You know, I just right. if I when I do play a game, I just want to play the game. I don't want to. It it almost gives me anxiety trying to tinker with stuff, even with the Xbox One X, with okay. that latest Tomb Raider game. I had two options, right? Uh-huh. I could do like, and I can't remember the two modes, but it's like high fidelity, where it like cranks everything up, but you only get thirty frames per second. Okay, yeah. Or you get like gameplay mode or something, and it's sixty frames per second. It doesn't look as good, and uh-huh. I would like literally play half the game, and I'd be like switch back to the high fidelity. I was like, oh, this looks so amazing. And, but then I'm like, <laughs> but then I'd feel the 30 frames per second. And I was just like, right. and then I'd go back and I'd be like, oh, this is, so-. it, I'd do the same with Forza Horizon 4. I would yeah. go back and forth. And I was just like, oh, I kind of wish it was just like, nope, here you go. Here's the one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, like the per- perfect example is the Nintendo Switch. It is a handheld system that can be docked and played on a TV. So the fact that it's handheld means it is not, powerful right it's a it's about as powerful as a playstation 3 or an xbox 360 which came out 10 years ago but that's kind of the brilliance of it it is here's this thing you know it's not going to compete graphically with xbox one playstation Uh 4 Uh definitely not compete with a gaming pc but because of that restriction what people are doing with it it's like forcing you know, them to think slightly differently. Yes, I would love to see Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild in 4K running at 120 frames per second and stuff. Right. But at the same time, because I'm not worrying, I, I know that's not possible. With an uh-huh. asterisk, it is possible uh-huh. people have, you know, emulated it and playing it and stuff, but I don't want to do that, you know. Um, it, it, it kind of relieves, it's like, don't worry, Michael, you don't need to worry about it. <laughs> the, yeah. This is what it is. <laughs> You don't right. need to be flipping these switches. And, and truthfully, it was World of Warcraft that broke me because the number of times I would go in and I'd be like, oh, it just looks so much better when you have this turned on. And then I'd be uh-huh. running and I'd be playing and then I'd hit some you know, section of the game and it would just kill the game because I had that thing on. So I'd turn it off. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it, I just hated the back and forth. Like I couldn't make a decision. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and so I guess long way of saying the decision is I should just spend $5,000, get the like craziest PC gaming system I can. Yeah. And then I don't worry about it. <laughs> That's right. Because I just crank That's everything right. up. <laughs> That's right. And it lasts for a year and a half. And then I have to throw it away because yeah. all the parts are out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen how sometimes so you can like water cool you can yeah, do a yeah. complete water cooling loop yep. with your your GPU and CPU mm-hmm. and um so when you when you water cool something that that basically you know the the liquid removes heat faster than what a fan blowing on it can and so you can o- overclock them. Mm-hmm. So I could just see like you having this crazy like water cooled system, and you're like, so like, what are you overclocking it at? And you're like, oh no, I'm just running the, the base specs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, I just want to make sure it's super cool. <laughs> right, right. So, um, anyways, this brings me to like what I kind of wanted to bring up tonight. So. Apple had their worldwide developers conference. Uh-huh. It's every year. This conference is for developers. Um, a lot of people in the tech media think it's like, I don't know, that they're supposed to announce new products, but it's really for developers. Hey, here's what uh-huh. our roadmap is for you developers. 
Um, right. You know, right. After that keynote that they give, the developers are there for like the whole week, I think, you know, and they're taking classes and learning about new APIs, frameworks, all this stuff. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But Apple did announce a new Mac Pro. And to give some context, the Mac Pro is um, Apple's flagship giant machine that's supposed to be the fastest of the fast, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's supposed to be, you're a super professional video video studio, you're using these. Well, what happened was, in 2012, Apple came out with what is called the, (laughs) people refer to as the trash can. The Mac Pro trash can. Okay. <laughs> it was a really <laughs> cool um, concept. It was a little sphere, and, you know, they, they really innovated, or, you know, with it and stuff. Uh-huh. All this type of thing, but they, they backed themselves into a corner. They had an Intel processor, but then Intel's roadmap didn't follow what Intel said they were. So Apple tried to put uh, better processors in it, but it just was too hot. It, okay. They couldn't dissipate heat well enough into this yeah. away from this thing and it just it, it screwed them it screwed them for seven years uh-huh. and and it th- truthfully a lot of professionals left a lot of videographers were like well i'll just build a linux machine and s- switch away anyways because it'll save me money um right so th- right they lost a big chunk of that like high-end market well fast forward to they unveiled their new mac pro it's a tower. It's giant. Um, they really embraced the, the the previous Mac Pro. Everybody lovingly referred to as the cheese grater because to to let air through the front, the the whole machine, there are holes. Well, the new one, it's like super cheese grater. Like they have double doubted stuff, but it it it, <laughs> it is a ridiculous machine. Um, in every and I love being on Reddit because people are like, oh, I can build that machine for two thousand dollars, and it's like, no, you cannot. Like the 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 reason this isn't for you or me kevin right this is not for uh-huh. oh i want i want you know a, a mac tower yes there's dumbasses that will spend $6000 on this and like go on facebook <laughs> this is for high end workshops that need um enterprise grade components so everything yeah. in here is top of the line there's no uh, skimping on anything it can have 1.5 terabytes of ram jeez of ram so like right yeah. now i have 32 gigabytes in my computer and that's maxed out on my machine uh-huh. <laughs> like that's gigabytes this machine can have 1.5 terabytes jeez it, it can like pull the legal limit of an energy thing from your house so like essentially like a refrigerator or a washer or dryer yeah that's what Uh this thing can pull um from its power supply and stuff like they (laughs) they're building this as like this will be the super thing the the heat sink on the processor because it's a special it's a 28 core processor from from intel their xeon Uh like high-end stuff and that's the thing is a lot of like on the on Reddit, I'll see people being like, "Oh, you can buy an i7." That you know, it's like, no, an i7 is completely different than um, Intel Xeon processors. Yeah, Xeon processors are meant to not be throttled at all, and they are meant to to go at high, like full speed for months, years, day, you know, uh-huh. that type of uh-huh. thing. It is not like, oh yeah, I'm going to be playing a game for eight hours, and you know, oh my piece or my. A CPU gets throttled after two hours and stuff, and it slows down. No, this is like meant to, you know, it's meant to last type thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, anyways, <clears throat> this thing is ridiculous. 
I have no need for it. Absolutely no need. I'm a graphic designer. Yeah, it'd be nice to have Photoshop um, <laughs> open faster. Yeah. Uh, one of the things they demonstrated was for Logic Pro 10. Okay. You can have, and I, I don't know if I'll be able to find the clip, but the, the guy doing the Logic Pro 10 um, example, he's just like, oh, let's say we have an orchestra. And he has 50 instruments playing on Logic Pro. And he's like, well, what if what if the composer's like, oh, you know what? I went out inside and I recorded another um, 100 um, brass instruments. And he immediately adds that. And it's this is all real time. It's playing. It doesn't hiccup. It doesn't stop, right? Uh-huh. Um, it's playing this. Or, and it adds all these brass things. And he's like, well, what if we had, needed to add another 300 instruments? And he adds 300. So he's up to 500 now. And he's like, eh, you know what? That's still not enough. I, th- I, th- I think we need 1,000 instruments playing. And, and again, he's this is playing all these instruments and he's adding this stuff in. There's no delay. There's no anything. So now the logic pro 10 can have a thousand simultaneous sound files playing with zero hitches, nothing at all. Like, you know, it's just one of those, like, yeah, it was a perfect visual example. Um, obviously, I don't think there would be anybody in their right mind having a thousand things, but I don't know. Maybe (laughs) (laughs) it's just one of those aspirational things. Right. Uh, Right. um, But anyways, I, it's expensive, right? Because it's not meant for, it's, it's not, it's not a consumer machine. It's not even a prosumer. This is a professional grade machine. Um, yeah, yeah. You can even get it. This is like what a workshop needs a new machine, you know, for their, CGI exactly and and um, you can even get it with cast wheels so it can be on wheels so you can roll it around in your shop you know like okay yeah well it starts out at six thousand (laughs) dollars and that's where it starts out and that only includes like 32 gigabytes of memory Um, and so people are like going to because the memory it uses is at the top of the line. It's like really expensive memory. And memory right now is expensive in general. But uh-huh. like they're like, it's probably, if you maxed out the memory um, when you can buy this in a few months, it's probably going to be like $20,000 just in memory. <laughs> like if you put 1.5 <laughs> terabytes. <laughs> so like, I'm so going back to like where we used to just max out stuff and be like, oh, well, I bet this is going to be like, if you just were like, I want to max this out. It's probably going to be thirty five, forty thousand dollars for this thing. Jeez, <laughs> that's insane. Now the whole point of this machine is it's upgradable. Like everything is, uh, you know, it's like a a normal uh, PC that you would upgrade the slots and everything, and uh-huh. you can add stuff uh-huh. in and, and do all this stuff. So most people would be kind of stupid to, well, unless they really need it. If there's a, a video shop that, you know. Uh, forty thousand dollars for a machine to them is nothing then yeah you know go ahead and do it but somebody like <laughs> for me be like hey katie i just bought a forty thousand dollar computer so i'm good with all my freelance and i can write off now because <laughs> <my laughs> machine completely took care of my taxes <laughs> oh man <laughs> but um yeah so it, I, I don't know it's just and it's this wild design and stuff and it's like i I, I haven't wanted to like spec out something from Apple in a long time. And this is the first time in a very long time that I was like, oh, yeah, like just give it to me all for no reason yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's that's when I, you know, wish I was like Bill Gates rich because I would. I would have like completely spec'd out 
And then I would be like play, <laughs> playing Tomb Raider on it or something. <laughs> no, I know? thought you were going to say I'd, I'd be playing WoW on it. You're like, wait, <laughs> let me download the latest World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> I spent 40 grand on a computer. I can run it in 4K beautifully. You're, you're, you're making YouTube videos about it. You're like... You know, can the, the new Mac Pro game and like people yeah. like wanted to see like really t- a processor or you know graphics intensive games, and you're playing World of Warcraft. You're like, look how many frames per second yeah. I'm getting with this Mac now. <laughs> Even when I run into Orgamar and there's a hundred people around, it's still. Uh, and then they also announced a monitor that can go with it, right? And okay. Apple discontinued their monitors a few years ago, and a lot of people were, you know, sad about it. And generally, Apple monitors, they tend to use panels that you can get, like, not super cheaper. Um, uh, I know Dell's ultrawides would use the same panel that Apple's monitors used for a while. But let's say, yeah. I, I don't remember the price, but if the Apple monitor was 1000 Dell's would be like 900 or 800 It wasn't like you could get the Dell monitor for 200 A lot of people think that's how right. it is, but no, it's not. You're like, now the prices have come down. Yes, you can probably get it for four or 500 but uh-huh. it, they were still expensive monitors and stuff. Well, this new monitor is a 6K monitor. It's 32 inches. They're comparing it to reference studio reference monitors like sony makes these reference monitors that um high-end places use that are like 40 grand yeah and the reason is is because the hdr so like all these studios want to see their stuff like in how they see it and again a lot of people think they can buy a 500 dollars monitor a thousand dollar monitor it doesn't really work that way you have to get up to around the five thousand dollar range before you start getting this level of like quality okay and so, anyways, this monitor itself is five thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Um, again, not for me. Yes, I would love a thirty-two inch six K <laughs> monitor, <laughs> but like, it, yeah, it's it's not not for me. You know, I, I I'm happy with my Dell monitor and stuff, and you know, if I win the lottery, I can do that. Um, but what's funny is, okay, they announced the price, and everybody's like, "Ooh, that's really expensive." You know, it's this crazy expensive monitor. But then the very next slide, they say, and the stand is nine ninety nine. <laughs> so the monitor doesn't even come with a stand. Oh, okay. <laughs> the stand itself is a thousand dollars. Holy cow! You know what? When so that didn't really register in my mind. You said nine ninety nine, and so I was just thinking like a hundred bucks. <laughs> no. And then I'm like, wait, is that a thousand bucks? Holy shit! Yeah. So yeah. Of course, that became a meme for everybody that loves to hate on Apple, right? Like, yeah, yeah. If they just made the monitor $6,000, you know, yes, the, including the stand, it probably would have been just like, holy shit, that's a really expensive monitor. But, like, people would just be like, oh, yeah, Apple makes stuff expensive, whatever, you know, like, move on. But the fact that they made this stand $1,000, it's just like really like yeah <laughs> i'm sure the stand is amazing I, you know and, and it does all the stuff you can flip it sideways and do all this thing but the thousand dollars for aluminum um it's just like ugh. It, well here's what right. makes it worse is they they know the people that are buying this or they you could run up to six six of these monitors on the new mac pro is a lot of people use their own mounts like i have my own desktop mount you know uh-huh. I, I don't uh-huh. i take the stand off so it kind of makes right. sense to um 
sell a monitor without a stand because the people that are buying this, their shops already have stuff in place. But right. here's the problem. If you want to mount it anywhere, you have to buy a $200 mount for it to be able to mount it to stuff. So it's like, there, it, it, it's just like, come on, Apple. You're like doing so many things right, but at the same time, you're just fueling the bullshit of people being like, oh, yep, they're just making, you know, expensive crap and it's just the herd mentality that'll buy it and eat it up. You know, it's like... Right, right. <laughs> but... um. So, anyways, I, I I saw this and I immediately thought of yeah, just you and I back in the day, decking out our ridiculous machine, right. which would be hilarious. <laughs> Let's say that we did buy that twenty thousand dollar machine back in two thousand four. Your iPhone right now is more powerful than that than that machine. Yeah, was. <laughs> maybe not for like uh, um, extended periods and multitask or uh, right. threading and stuff, but it, it it's right. probably pretty close and. <laughs> Your iPhone didn't cost twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> I would I would love if we would have actually saved like those specs. Like if we could we if we could see a spec sheet of that twenty thousand uh, dollar you know Mac Pro back in the day. Because I'm sure we would laugh. Be like, oh, it has a gigabyte of RAM. You know, <laughs> like there was a website that um, I'm gonna try and find it. Um, later but there was a website that you would put in um how much money you spent on an apple product like on a certain date Uh uh-huh and it would say if instead you had invested in apple the company this is how much money you would have um so i always use my my first laptop as an example is eighteen hundred dollars and that was back in 2003. So if I had put that $1,800 toward Apple stock in 2003, I can't remember the last time I looked. It was probably 2010 or something. But I would have had almost $100,000 um, <laughs> from the, from that. You know, and yeah. I think yeah. like a lot of people did it with their iPods. Like, oh, if I would have instead of that $500 iPod that I bought in 2000, you know, 2002, right. you know, I would right. have had $50,000 or whatever it was and stuff. Which it's probably right. up even more now because 2010 that was nine years ago, and Apple's a trillion dollar company right now. You know, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my next beer is Mad Tree Brewing and is the PSA Pale Ale. It's weird. It almost like I don't know if this. I don't think this is remnants of the the first beer, but it kind of tastes like a uh, an IPA a little bit. Hmm. It's we. It's weird because normally you know the the pale ales they don't have that the the bitter bite the way yeah. IPAs do. Yeah. But but this one kind of has that. <clears throat> it's interesting. Hmm. That's fun. Yeah, I'm drinking the Lost Marbles IPA from Jackie O's. It is a, it's a hazy IPA. Okay. And th- they say that it has uh, lush pineapple and ripe papaya in it and stuff. I think I definitely do taste the pineapple and stuff, and that's probably okay. where it's getting the hazy and juiciness from. Right, um, right. But I think this is a good follow-up to the last one because um, if I was going to rate this on the crushability, I th- again, I would put the asterisk uh, asterisk of if it's on a summer day and you're outside like on a boat or something, I'd probably give yeah. this a four or five. Um, okay. What, what did you rate yours? Um, you, you know what? I, I think I'm going to have to do like a, like a, hold on. You know what? I'm going to have to do it too. I just, I don't see myself crushing, crushing these. Mm-hmm. i don't know it just there's just yeah there's just a weird finish to it i don't know 
Now, here's a thought. What if we had invested... What if instead of buying all the beer we've bought over the last 20 years, we uh-huh. invested just in anything else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would have a whole lot more money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I would, don't want to think about that. But then we wouldn't have this I podcast because this podcast is born out of drinking beers and, and talking so that's right we would just be rich you know in our separate islands that we owned across the yeah. world and <laughs> with our decked out mac pros from each right. year <laughs> but i'd be oh, like man. i wonder what happened to my cousin kevin that i i grew up with and you'd be like hmm, yeah i wonder what happened with my cousin michael <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like scrolling through instagram and you're just like hanging out at uh uh, Richard Branson's private <laughs> island, you know. <laughs> you have a shirt on, but it's never buttoned. <laughs> <clears throat> so in today's Wall Street Journal, they were kind of talking about kind of back to the Apple topic. Mm-hmm. And so the editor, the the person that wrote this little piece kind of did like a little, like they were talking about uh, the announcement, but they kind of did like a creative tongue-in-cheek type of thing so it was essentially an obituary for itunes oh yeah yeah. so it says uh itunes 2001 to 2019 and it says uh mac music software the first connected to the uh, ipad to millions of computers died on monday at age 18 The brand will remain in fragments across Apple products. For many years, it had struggled with bloatware and slow speeds. Ultimately, iTunes suffered a stroke from too many outdated functions, according to people who used the software in the past few years. And then it kind of like goes on to like actually explain like what <laughs> what's going on. But I just thought that was funny. That is really funny. Like, yeah. In, in the actual uh, keynote, they kind of played that up too. Uh, Craig Fed- uh, Federici is their uh, head of development, I think. Uh-huh. And he's talking about iTunes. And he's like, you know, one of the things we constantly hear about iTunes, and I'm uh, paraphrasing here, is that iTunes doesn't do enough. <laughs> so <laughs> we're really excited to introduce Calendar into iTunes. So there's like your calendars in iTunes. Uh-huh. And he's uh-huh. like, you know what? And we also thought, can we take it further? And so we added Safari into iTunes. And so yeah. you're like, it's an iTunes. And then he's like, you know, now that you have all these things in iTunes, you obviously need a dock. And so it's literally like he has the dock on his main screen down at the bottom. Uh-huh. But then iTunes uh-huh. itself has a dock of all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then like he has it just he, the screen goes black and this giant nailed it falls down. He's like, we feel like oh, okay. we nailed it. And it was just like. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to look that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know it was definitely like playing up that yes it, it, it's one of those things where in with any developer i feel like if you talk with someone at microsoft or google and uh-huh, like people uh-huh. complaining about something for so long i think that people know it right i, I think the yeah, itunes yeah. engineer like hey we know that this has become a behemoth and removing stuff 
is a lot harder once you've added it in, right? Like, yeah, you know, so it's yeah. like we can't just flip a switch and make it better as much as right. we would like to, you know. And right. so what they've done now is they've kind of broken it up iTunes was a monopoly and and the monopoly <laughs> hammer came down and now it's broken up into music which is what it should you know it started out as uh right. podcast and movies so like okay. just three separate things um you know it, I what I've heard and again I haven't tried it yet cuz I haven't done the beta is the music app is essentially just it's still your music your iTunes okay. your purchase stuff everything but it's just music there's right. nothing else in there. Uh, the other thing that got removed is remember when you plug in your iPod or iPhone into your computer and you'd want to save yeah. your backup or whatever uh-huh. before you could do uh-huh. it without it. That is just a part of Finder now. So that's not an iTunes. So when you plug your phone in, you want to back it up. If you don't want to back it up to the cloud or whatever, uh huh. You just go to Finder and it's there now. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so so basically, um, it'll just. That there won't, there won't like. I mean, it really is. There won't be an iTunes app anymore. It'll it'll just be music, yeah, podcasts, and uh, what do you say, uh, movies, yeah, TV, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. That. I think it's movies or something. I'm not sure, but um, okay, but um, man, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how the store works. Um, how they're breaking that up because, like, on your phone, if you still want to buy stuff, you know, you go to, um iTunes and you go buy uh-huh. a movie or something. I'm sure right. like when you go to music app now, like it, it'll be there or when you go yeah, to podcast, yeah. it'll be there and stuff. Right. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, we, we've talked about this before, but when we talked about how iTunes was there, there was a short period where I feel like they really got it right. Mm-hmm. And especially was the, uh, I can't remember. Was it like party mix? What was the like, where you could like select songs like to to play and and then it would like come up or something. Do you, oh, do you, do you mean, know what I'm talking about? Do you mean like okay, if there was five of us and we could vote like who to like? Oh, I want this song to be next, and I want this song uh-huh. to be next. Is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about the it, genius mix where it would like make a mix for you based on a song? Well, ki- well, kind of both. Like kind of both. The the first one. Was it, am I making that up, or was that a real feature at one time where you could like actually vote on like what? Oh yeah, song yeah, yeah. You, yeah want? you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like it was on. I can't remember because I feel like that was pre iPhone, and like I don't remember how you would be like, oh, people can vote. Like how how did people yeah. vote and stuff? I, I can't right, remember. But yeah, right. it was. It, it, they tried tons of stuff, and I feel like a lot of it worked, and a lot of it didn't, and then eventually yeah. it just became, oh yeah, we have to have everything i tr- <laughs> truthfully i i never had issues with it yeah it, like uh-huh. did too many things but i mean i have a lot of music and it, it always worked exactly how i expected so whenever i i always want to believe people when they have issues you know but like i feel like it kind of got overblown um yeah for maybe yeah. if you had five hundred thousand songs or something or a million songs it was like crap but i, I don't know I, it, it's just something i never experienced um it just mm-hmm. completely crap now maybe if the computer yeah. was really old or something but yeah right right but yeah and then and then of course the genius mix that was always a lot of fun to play during parties and stuff yeah and i and i feel like that is what's what i really miss about um like i like or, so so i use spotify 
and they have like radio mixes or something like that where it'll kind of pick songs based on what you listen to. But for some reason, I just never feel like it's as good as kind of what Genius used to be or or even Pandora. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's like during those times, I, I really felt like it was like, that's exactly what I want to hear yeah, next, yeah. you know? And I wonder... I, I feel the same way, I, 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 and, and it's why I I go back and forth between paying the five bucks a month or whatever for Pandora and just uh-huh. using it as a radio station that I'm like, I want right. to hear this song and then play stuff like this song and then back to Spotify because sometimes I'm impressed with the Spotify playlist stuff, you know, where it's like, yeah. here's your daily mix or whatever. And other times I'm like, right, yeah, right. this I'm not, I'm not feeling this. Um, and what's sad is I don't think, even if you get iTunes Music I, or Apple Music, I don't think it has a very similar feature. I think it's a different thing than it used okay. to be. Yeah. Um, and, and it was because I, I, I use that so much when, um, before Apple Music came out, like even away from Genius, you could be like, hey, make a radio station based off of this song. And it was very similar to Pandora. And... I, I feel like it intermixed your music too, like what you had in your library plus songs. And it was just right. so awesome. And I was like, uh-huh. and I agree. And I, I wonder if it's also because you would be hearing some of the music that you had in your library. Um, yeah. Do you, actually, that's a good question with, with Spotify. Do you, do you have a library with Spotify or do you just, do you save music? Do you do any of that? Or do you just like, Hey, I'm just so listening so to you this, can, and, you know? Yeah. So you can save music. Um, so I kind of have a little bit of both. Like I have, I have stuff saved, um, especially like, uh, if you're going to be away from like any type of, yeah. like, so for, for instance, like, um, you can download a complete playlist to your phone. So if you're like on a plane and you don't want to pay for Wi-Fi, then you can like still listen to that music, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But um, like, I guess... But okay, let's say that you had fifteen. You had all your CDs and everything on iTunes before. Uh huh. Have you recreated that, like, in Spotify? Do you have like? Uh -uh. Okay, yeah. Okay, but can you do that? Like, you're like, hey, I want to save, not save, uh, not to your phone. I'm, I'm just talking about, hey, I want to make sure I have all the Pink Floyd albums in my quote unquote library or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I guess that doesn't make sense because you could just be like, I'm just going to search for pink Floyd. Um, and play right. dark side of the moon. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's just like kind of a paradigm shift where you but think about it. it, it it's right? weird because it's very, so my musical kind of life is very fragmented mm-hmm. in, in a sense. So like when I listen to my purchased music, like there'll be times where I'm like, I totally forgot about this song. Like, I love this song. This is an awesome song. And it's just like, there's no way of me, like, unless I wanted to, like, completely curate that over in Spotify, like, there's no way for me to, like, remember that back in 2005, I downloaded this whatever Mm -hmm. song, you know, and... And yeah, so so it's weird. So when I listen to my iTunes music now, it kind of represents a different point in my life than yeah. kind of what's now. Yeah. Um, and then like so, like I used to use Pandora all the time, and I would 
I would like say I like this song. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'll go back into Pandora and just to see like what songs I, I said I liked. And I'm just like, oh, that's an awesome song. <laughs> and like, you know, and there's no way for that song to like kind of resurface, yeah. you know, because yeah. it's on a complete different mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it, it's kind of that. That's what I don't like about everything is I feel like everything's just very fragmented, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. There, there. It's not like kind of one cohesive. Mm-hmm. Well, what's I don't know. What's interesting is, um, uh, I wrote a blog post that I'll share back in 2005 when Apple Music launched. Ah, uh-huh. man, that was four years ago. That's crazy. But um, and I'll share that in the links. But I kind of talked about this, this concept of like, Spotify is just a service, right? Hmm. If they close shop tomorrow, you, you would probably be sad, but there's another service you can pick up that does the same thing. You know, it might not do it right. as well, but whether it's Apple Music or Google Music or, you know, um, any of that type of stuff, you, c- you yeah. could switch and still have the same uh, ability to be like, hey, I want to b- listen to some EDM, this, you know, and, and move on and stuff. But, right. but with your curated music... Back in the day when you used to buy CDs or albums or tapes or whatever and stuff. Like, if you lost that, just just like what you're just saying, it, you were like, holy crap, yeah, I had this. I, I had this song. It wasn't just a song you listened to on Spotify for a while and then you forgot about, you know. Um, and the same with the Pandora thing where you were liking this stuff. Like, you're physically doing something with that song, whether it's, yeah, you know, yeah. liking it or what and stuff. And so... What's funny is what I've started doing <laughs> um, with this podcast is I'm actually buying these songs that I put them in the, the show, right? Okay. So yeah. when we talked about Boston and had that thing, I had to download that song and I purchased it from iTunes because okay. I was just yeah. like, hey, that way I have it. It's like I've kind of paid for it, even though that's not really going to save us legally wise, you know, but right. but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, it's a good song. You know, if I don't have it, I'll buy it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's what you're just talking about is in 10 years from now, 15 years from now, as long as I have the, this music, you know, and I should because it's all DRM free and I have backups and stuff. If I'm ever playing it on random, that's going to pop up and... um. I'm going to have that same reaction be like, oh man, I haven't heard this song in forever. That was in one of our right. episodes, you know? Right. That was in the El Diablo episode, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know? And like, I'll just laugh and I'll probably try yeah. and say El Diablo, you know, or whatever it was and <laughs> have, have a good chuckle at it. But, right. but if I, if, if I only link to Spotify or YouTube and YouTube is, by and large, what kids use as a music player now. It, it is yeah. like the, it, they just go to YouTube, like, uh-huh. and they don't even think twice about purchasing music. Why would you ever purchase music? I'll just go to YouTube yeah. and right. re- hit replay a billion times, you know? Like, <laughs> and it just kind of, it's, it's a different mindset and stuff. But yeah. the same thing with YouTube. I mean, I guess you could go into your video history of YouTube of everything that you've watched and be like, Oh yeah, I did listen to that song, you know, six years ago or something. Or you'd have to rely on YouTube being like, "Hey, remember when you watched?" You know, right? This? But it, there's just something but, lost but there. Exactly, because I feel like I feel like your kind of your 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 timestamps in life do not. I don't know. 
I mean, I may, maybe they would, but I just I feel like when you when you hear certain songs, it's like you knew exactly where you were. Yeah. And you listen to that song all the time. And if you're not like consciously kind of like seeking that song out or curating it or or listening to that album on repeat over and over and over, it's like, I don't know. I feel like it just kind of gets lost in the noise. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and just like how I was saying is like, when I would when I would log back into Pandora and stuff, and I and I would look at like what I liked, and I'm like, holy crap! Like I totally forgot about that song, you know. And I feel like that's kind of, I mean, I feel like if you're getting everything from YouTube, you're that's just you know you just kind of mindlessly consume it. Yeah. No, I, I you know it. it it's yeah it's a it's a different time and it's kind of why i feel like there's a revival of like vinyl you know there, there's uh-huh. people that are and it's not because people are nostalgic for vinyl you know it's not our our parents i think our parents probably went to enough parties where you had to have a record playing and then it skipped like 50 times because yeah. they were dancing <laughs> and they were like fuck vinyl i can't wait to like (laughs) cds are amazing then cds get they're like oh damn it you know like and now they're just like hey i'm gonna embrace this digital world because you know like we live through that crap and now you have these kids buying vinyl and i think part of it is because there's there was something lost in that transition to only listening on youtube or you know just like you're, you're saying where it's just like um they are making a connection with music of like, Oh, I bought this thing and I have to physically put it on something or put it in something. And, you know, mm. I, I read the mm. liner notes here in my bathroom or on the floor while I, after my girlfriend broke up with me and I was you know thinking about this song right there, you might still do that on YouTube, but like the physicality of the thing is lost. <laughs> right. And you know what? I fi- find myself, um, you know, because you don't really listen to albums anymore, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> there, you know, I I I kind of got to forcefully tell myself like, no, just like play. You know, there will be a a new album dropping or something, and I'm just like, no, just listen. Like, you might not like that song in the beginning, but you know that <laughs> might end up being your favorite song. You know. And so, like, I tried to, like, force myself to, like, listen to every song on that album, especially if it's a band that I like that is, like, releasing a new album. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, Silver Sun Pickups, they're going to be dropping a new album soon. I think, like, in a few few days, few few weeks, something like that. And so, like, when that drops, I want to say, okay, I'm going to listen to this whole album through and then I'm going to listen to it all the way through again and all the way through again, you know, because I feel like some of my favorite songs have not come just like that. You know, it was that popular song or the the hook or something like that. It was the, the, the B cuts, you know, it was, it was those songs, you know? So Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would like to speak with a, uh, you know, person that is 10 years younger than us or whatever and being like i i want to ask somebody when was the last time you listened to an album all the way through Mm -hmm. like start to finish you know and i i bet it's not very often that they do that well i i think kevin i have 
the perfect ending for this show and the perfect anecdote um, okay. for what you just brought up. Um, my niece, Athena, is just turned 14, loves music. She loves to sing, do everything. I don't think she's, one, ever listened to an album, and two, even has a concept of an album being uh-huh. an album. Right. right. She's probably never bought a physical CD or album, any of that type of stuff. And it was funny because I, you know, I have this this Lily mix for my daughter of her music and stuff, and I keep adding things. And the song "Because" uh, by the Beatles, that was on Abbey Road, came mm-hmm. on. And she's always like made comments about the Beatles, like how she doesn't really like them or whatever. But I, I've, I had a sneaking suspicion, like a lot of people that say they don't like the Beatles, that uh-huh. they don't realize how many Beatles songs they actually know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's just this massive thing. So anyways, I instead of playing the rest of Lillian's playlist that I just have on random, I play the rest of that album, Abbey Road. And because okay. that, right after Because, starts the medley is what they call it. And it's a bunch of songs, but it, it runs into one over, you know? And that, that uh-huh. became commonplace, right, in the 70s. Pink Floyd, everybody, one song right. into another. But right. in 69 or whenever they recorded this album, that wasn't really thought of. So I'm sure there might be somebody else that had done it sooner. But the idea of having one song go into another song, but it's like distinct songs, was kind of, you know, a new thing. And yeah. so I literally just play this last medley for her. And I... Th- think i saw her mind blow <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then she's just yeah. like wait how what what are they doing they went into a different song right there like you know, I was just yeah like, and i'm i'm literally watching my my niece experience something that i don't think she even had an inkling that could be possible all right dude are you ready for another